Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i'm joined by dylan hi dylan hi alex i have moved finally um it's been a long time but it is i i I finally have moved um not the last time i'll move i will actually be moving a state like like you know thousands of miles away in like a month and a half or two um so then i'll probably need but yeah it, it, whatever um i'm currently in my in my best friend's basement and so hopefully this does not uh you know affect our broadcasting too much i know that i'm a bit quieter because i have to you know broadcast through something it's it's a whole it's a whole thing but hoping that everything goes well um and welcome to stardom quest uh yeah welcome Alrighty, uh, Dylan. We have a whole host of reviews that do have we come gotta, in. Do we gotta? Do we gotta keep reading these? <laughs> yes, yes, oh, we do. Man. They are they are very funny. Um, this is this is Schadenfreude. <laughs> Where's so, Chris um, Brooks? I don't know. Uh, we we have four to read through. So the first of which was uh, in Dylan's defense, and they gave us five Ooh. stars. And it said, Dylan ain't that bad. Sending love from Mexico. The podcast, it's aight. Very enjoyable. And that came from another hipster-looking guy. Um, Viva la Mexico. Thank yeah, I, I feel like, <laughs> personally, uh, we know at least, like, most of the our Mexican mutuals on, from Twitter. So this could either be, like, any one of three people that, that I know. <laughs> <laughs> um the next review uh, was on the 24th of January. This is when this was left. Uh, this is titled Educational, and it's left by Rock Valley. Uh, I probably uh, butcher that, but um, they give us four stars. It says, I've been loosely following stardom for a few years, but I've, star- I've really started watching religiously since August 2021 when I subscribed to Stardom World. I recently discovered this podcast because of PWI, and I find it educational. Wait. You guys- what? Go on, sorry. Okay. You guys point out things that I didn't notice, and I love that. I agree that Dylan can be a little negative at times, but all podcasts should have a heel. I would just cut down on the swearing, because it's a little—it's a bit off-putting sometimes. I only gave you four stars because of the swearing, but otherwise you would be a five. Great work. Um, 
You know what? That is fair. <laughs> we yeah. do swear. We, we do, do swear, swear a lot. lot. Um, what were you going to ask me? I just, like, we got PWI heat. Like, not heat, the opposite of heat. We got PWI buzz? Like, where is that from? <laughs> I, was, I appeared on a PWI show. Yeah, like, a week ago. Like, that was, like... <laughs> yeah, and that's oh, when the man. review has left. Okay, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I didn't even... Yeah. But damn. Uh, thank you for for the comment. I I do understand that we do swear a lot, uh, and it's a bit off putting to some, and that's fair. Uh, I'm going to try. I don't know if I'm going to try. I can't I can't give that to you. I'll try somewhat, um, but I'm I'm still going to swear because it's my natural language. Uh, thank you though for the four stars. I appreciate it. All right, uh, our next review is also four stars. Uh, this came from the best deruder. Uh, I assume this is something. So to do I. With- I skimmed this one. Sorry for interrupting. I skimmed this one, and uh, this was like the meanest four-star review I've ever ever seen. (laughs) Because I was like, damn, four stars still? Damn, I mean, sure. Shit, I'm rocking with it. That's my power. Um, But yeah, this came from the best Deruder. Uh, This is four stars, and this is titled, I Think They Like Stardom? And uh, that is a very valid question, uh, especially after today's show. I think a lot of people might be asking that. Uh, So this one said, more or less, the production and audio is fine. Well, one host anyways, in brackets, Alex. Alex is very calm, collected, and well-spoken. In fact, he might be one of the few UK wrestling broadcasters that isn't a bitter hipster pushing 40. (laughs) Okay, you know what? I think think you might be more mad at him than I am because he said UK and you're from Ireland. I was going to mention that after of yeah. like that that yeah. could spark civil war, but I mean, yeah, I, I was going to say, <laughs> but yeah, say that, some some might not appreciate that. Yeah, that that shit can spark a, spark a war here. But um, the, let's see. So Dylan, on the other hand, is a child. He constantly derails the podcast with cringe jokes and antics, out of a twelve-year-old with slightly better vocab. When it comes to wrestling reviews, Alex is format of the podcast and keeps a nice pace. Then Dylan speaks. It's downhill from there. It's most trivial things hung up on, not to mention he says the word like every three words. Maybe he'll improve, but with the direction stardom is going and his favorites not being pushed, I expect him to be more negative than ever. Uh, This was left on the 25th. I I think a lot of these were left before last week's show, which was maybe our best show in a long time. Um, see, none of that really affects me. I don't really care. Um, but the like thing I do, I listened back last week and I felt like, like shit. Like, man. Felt like shit. Um, cause I, <laughs> I'm going to leave. Like, dude, I'm trying. No, that's the thing is I'm trying this week. I am trying not to say that word. And you're man. Cause I, I listen, like, I get that. And that's a pet peeve of mine when I listen to podcasts. So I'm trying not to say it right. too much. Um, and that's that is like a valid criticism. And I've said this before. If you have a valid criticism of me, that's cool. But like if you say Dylan, something that Dylan, I personally know Dylan, is not true, it's Dylan, annoying. Go on. Don't Sorry. address you don't address the review. <laughs> My goodness. Um Well, I just I accept that okay. criticism. All right. Uh so we have one last uh review to read. Uh this came in on the thirty first of January, so this just snuck in. Um I don't think I've seen Yeah, this. this came from Orlando. Uh, with an exclamation point. So Orlando, uh, this is two stars, and it says, seemed promising. Hmm. Uh, Listen to two shows and couldn't take it with Dylan's terrible takes. Feel bad for Alex and his effort, but I just can't bring myself to listen to the show. Either way, wish you all the luck, just not for me. Um, 
So yeah, that is that was nice at least. Like I mean, that was nicer than. I it, there there have been many like really high ratings that have just dragged you through the dirt, and then there's people who give it three stars that yeah, are like very, very tame. Um, yeah, that's the reviews. Uh, keep leaving those reviews, folks. It's uh or it's don't a good time. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, you really don't. Like, why do none of our friends do this? Like, none of our friends saying it again none of our friends leave reviews like lancer doesn't leave a review or scott like it's it's just bad people not bad people it's just people who don't like it (laughs) not bad people they're fine they're fine people i'm sure they have i'm gonna stop go on yeah you should um i I think most of our friends just rate us on spotify where it's easier because uh we we have 4.5 out of 5 there on on spotify but um yeah, that's the review section. We will always read out your reviews um, because they are they are quite funny. Uh, it, it it is a it gets rave reviews every every time I do it. So um, we have some news from the world of stardom. Uh, some ground shaking, earth breaking news. Mai Sakurai has left her talent agency in the entertainment world. So you know what that means, dude. I thought you were about to say my Sakurai left Kozen, and I was like, when the fuck did this happen? Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, what no. did I miss? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, that's good. I mean, it's it's always good to see people uh, fully jump into wrestling mm-hmm. that are in her sort of shoes. So um, I'm happy for her, and I look forward to her progress because of that. I know she is still doing... You know, like when she signed originally, we mentioned it that she had a beauty pageant coming up. So I, I don't know if that's happened yet, but I assume once that's finished, uh, now that she's not aligned with the talent agency, she'll be able to go full time to to wrestling. So I assume she'll be in the next round of, you know, insert name here as as joined full time as a roster member because there's a few of them now in Stardom that haven't got that announcement. So they'll probably do them in in a big group. Imagine if Hazuki just showed up in Seedling and just stopped being in Stardom. She's like, I don't have a contract. I'm good. I mean, I would be down for it. I think everybody would. But um, Well, yeah, obviously. But that would just be funny to me. Yeah, Seedling would never get to work with Stardom again, though. That's uh, <laughs> that's the main That's issue. true. Yeah. That's true. Um, in another bit of news, actually, speaking of my Sakurai, uh, she, Wakasukiyama, and Tam Nakano missed the two shows this past week. Uh, Stardom said all three are missing due to their physical condition. Um, is definitely like they either have COVID or they are close contacts to COVID, and Stardom just doesn't want to say it, right? Like, there's no other way. Yeah, three people in the same faction would be mysteriously missing the show. Yeah, I imagine something like that. Interesting that uh, Risa Sarah was in the news recently for like yeah, that's why throwing yeah. shit at Ice Ribbon over that, and now Stardom is like. Maybe doing possibly doing the similar, season, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. A little bit, um, a little, little sketch, but you know, if yeah. if everybody, if the crew knows, then I don't, you know, I have no problem with it. But it seems very hush hush, and that's not particularly nice, in my opinion. No, unless it's just like they have symptoms, so they're being kept off, which is all right, I guess. That's also possible. Yeah, yeah, it's um, definitely an interesting one. That was just where my mind went because obviously. They're in the same faction. You'd assume that they spend time together, which is generally the case. Um, Plus, like Jumbo was out for like a weekend, so hmm. she wasn't injured and she came back. So, like, I kind of fucking. So, so I imagine that she's fine. You know, like hmm. I imagine it's the it's a COVID related thing. 
yeah, similar to Handmaker, who just like back up right away. Um, but anyway, that's the uh, that's the news section. There is other bits that we will obviously address as we go through the shows. Yes. The first show to review was on January 29th. Uh, this was the 11th anniversary Nagoya Supreme Fight. This was in the Dolphins Arena. Uh, Starting with a very respectable 1,306 fans for this, which nice. is a pretty nice. good number. I had set, I think, a, a, the 1,000 mark is a, a decent benchmark when I kind of eyeballed some of the recent numbers, and they surpassed that. They are getting closer to doing that, like, 1,500 range uh, more often, which is obviously... And not progress, Great. given that's what they were doing two years ago uh, at Corkin. But, you know, given it's COVID times, well, and they're, like, doubling every other Joshi group yeah. now in attendance, that's uh, it's definitely a good sign. Certainly. Yeah, I, I'm proud of them in that way. I was actually really excited for this show because, after the show, I was really excited because I thought I was going to be the good guy here. Because I liked the show more than you when we were talking about it when you first watched it. Uh, and then you rewatched it, and I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> All right, <laughs> because uh, you like it more than me again. <laughs> that is uh, that is what happens. But listen, it's all right. Um, I don't think I've watched this yet, but the opener was a battle royal. Uh, Momo Kogo eat all of a way to tie because Based. they love doing that. Um, I love it. Yeah, we haven't seen this kind of dominance since Mayu just plowed through the entire faction that one time, which is still like Literally the most a iconic thing Stardom's ever done. A week under Mayu, and she's like, "Yeah, I could do this. <laughs> yeah. this, this is easy work, bro. I'm on the I'm on the pre-show, and I'm doing this shit. Look at that. I I love Momokogo. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, she's so cool. Her uh, the recent Corkin, there's like a picture of her and Stars. Mm-hmm holding saya and just like listening like and it's just such a meme and it's hilarious i love her i love stars i love how stars is going right now momokogo's a great addition to the roster definitely and they are they're obviously high on her if they had her win here i mean you had saki kashima in this match and then fukigan death who i assume would have won if they preferred them to to momo uh speaking of saki she had some really cool new gear that wasn't on this show was it no No, it wasn't okay yeah we'll, we'll talk about that later uh, in the opener, then, uh, Hanan beat Lady C to retain her Future of Stardom Championship. Uh, this went just under six minutes. I thought this was good for what it was. It was a pretty solid match. There was uh, some good exchanges. Like, uh, there was one part where Lady C was chopping Hanan, and Hanan was responding with forearms, and I thought that was cool. Uh, but generally, like, yeah. it was just a pretty pretty solid outing. I feel like Hanan's really learned her lane with these future of stardom title matches mm. they aren't too long they don't do too much and they just are looking for the finish from start to finish mm. that, that sounded weird <laughs> but i i appreciate the way that she does it and i think lady c complimented her well here hanan won off the backdrop driver great stuff and then the best match of the year i'm, I'm predicting that right now was created uh after the match yeah, so out comes Momo Kogo, because this division is very shallow, and she asks for a, a title match, and Hanan grants it. So presumably that will kick off the next uh, pay-per-view, which I think is this month. I haven't seen them talk yes. about it a lot, but uh, I'm pretty sure there's one towards the end of the month. Um, and that will be Hanan versus Momo Kogo, presumably. They might do it at the Corican on the 21st, but I don't know, they, they don't. They tend to keep these for, for pay-per-view openers. But that'll be pretty good. You know, stars versus stars. Uh, obviously, it's a big challenge for Hanan because I could 
easily see them going with Momo Gogo. They really like her, so there'll be a lot of uncertainty there over who could win. Yeah, yeah. It would be a shame if she lost it right off the bat, though. That would kind of suck. But it, it might happen. It would, yeah, it could. Um, so after that, then, uh, this show went from 0 to 100. <laughs> Prominence shows up. So for, for anybody who is... You know... Go ahead, sorry. For anybody who's unaware, uh, Prominence is a deathmatch slash hardcore Yoshi group. Uh, these five wrestlers, Suzu Suzuki, Risa Sera, Mochi Miyagi, Kurumi Hiragi, and Akane Fujita all left Ice Ribbon towards the end of last year. And they've set up Prominence, which is its own thing, to run deathmatch shows featuring themselves. And they've been showing up in different promotions. They did some work with DDT, or on a wave show earlier today, and now obviously they've they've popped up in Stardom. Yeah, they're dope. I actually got spoiled for this on Twitter because the stream I was watching was like a minute behind, I and I saw it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And I went to the chat I was in. I was like, "Guys, something's about to happen." And they're like, "What's about to happen?" And they went, "Oh my god!" And it was it was hilarious. It was great. Um, but yeah, in insane like. Oh my god, Risa Sarah looks like such a badass. You know, mm. I mean, like just walking, uh, mm, like just I, I, as everybody knows, I haven't watched a ton of Ice Ribbon, but I do obviously know who Risa Sarah is, and I've always liked her, and she just looks like a badass. She looks so cool. I love her, and Suzuki obviously, and all of them are really cool motherfuckers. Uh, I am upset that it sounds like they're not doing death matches in Stardom. That sucks. Well, I was going to address that. that like, yeah. yeah, this is this is going to be the first place that we don't do death matches. This is going to be a pure red. It's like, just no, man. You literally brought out like a hammer and shit. You can't just <laughs> go back on it now. But you, you can get into the segment a bit more. Yeah, so um, they came down to the ring. Uh, the announcers were shook. One of the guys just was like, he yelled <laughs> the second they came out. And it just reverberated around the entire arena. Um, immediately, Risa Sarah calls out Julia. Uh, obviously, for uh, anybody who's unaware, uh, Julia came to stardom from Ice Ribbon in a very controversial manner. Uh, there was a whole, like, they had to settle it and everything because Julia basically said to Ice Ribbon, oh yeah, I'm I'm done, like, I'm not resting here anymore. And she showed up in stardom, and Ice Ribbon were like, hey, you still have a contract with us, so kind of want you to stay with us. And it was a whole thing. A lot of heat on Julia from from everybody. And now you have these five who came from Ice Urban, obviously had to deal with the aftermath of Julia leaving, and they are out for blood. So, um, perfectly, the heat seems to be between Julia and Suzu. And obviously, Suzu Suzuki is like a prodigy. Ice Urban went all in on pushing her in 2020. Uh, She debuted in December of 2019, I think, and then by Late 2020, she was ISEX Infinity Champion. Like, they went full on with her. She's a prodigy. She's an absolute star. And her and Julia seems to be the, the main direction here, with the, the onus being that Julia leaving Ice Ribbon ruined Ice Ribbon and ruined it for Suzu, <laughs> who has obviously now left. And she wants to get revenge on Julia for ruining her promotion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's 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 it's kind of confusing man. when you when you think about it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, like they so so nobody likes Ice Ribbon here, but 
prominence is also kind of defending Ice Ribbon against the person who betrayed Ice Ribbon, but they also like just le- like it. They dislike each other, and also Risa, Sarah, and Shuri also dislike each other. I think they they did a thing. To be the fair, they have history. I, they they do. They did yeah, they have bit. a lot of history. I yeah, I do. I do know about that, but yeah, it's it's kind of funny. But I will say that this entire segment, and then they attack Julia, and they you know it's a whole thing. It's a kerfuffle. DDM comes out. They you know battle brought to the back. This did, I will say, make me happy with professional wrestling. Ooh, ooh. So the next match, actually. I loved, uh, yeah. I loved Julia's throwing in of that line when I was like, hey, you're here now. Maybe you can be happy with pro wrestling. And they were like, you're going to kill this. <laughs> uh, it's such a good line yeah. to like, like, oh, it's like a rub in your face line. I love it. Like, same with, like, I think that was the best thing that Kid and Ru- Ruaka have done mm. in the past two months was do that to Tekla and Julia. So good. I love it every time they do it. It's great, yeah. Because I mean, what's Ice Ribbon gonna do in, in resort? Like, they don't. They just kind of chug along and do their own thing. So that we all just get to go. Ooh, they said the thing. Um, but yeah, this was. Does Fujimoto ever show up? Like, do they ever do anything with any of that? I used to think so, but now the prominence is here, and uh, Risa, Sarah, <laughs> and Ice Ribbon, I guess, hate each other now. I, I don't think so, unless they get really. And everybody desperate. in the ring was buried. Ice ribbon. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Uh poor Ice Ribbon. But um yeah, yeah, this this was um pretty much a standard brawl, except for the fact that uh Prominence had a hammer. So they were going to, I don't know, take Julia's knees or something until DDM came out to stop them. And then in the the, the backstage comments there was a pretty interesting comment from Prominence where basically said like we aren't going to do the hardcore stuff because that's just not what we're doing here so they did say hey we are hardcore deathmatch women's group but we're not doing that stuff here so they did say that and which sucks doubled down on that the next day and the the post-match comments at the the corkin spoiler alert obviously by the way uh they showed up at corkin as well um they did double down on the fact that they aren't doing deathmatches they aren't doing the hardcore stuff it's just it's fine like suzu and and risa uh, pretty much all of them are like really good wrestlers anyway and suzu and risa are obviously enough you know, stars on their own to, to kind of carry this feud without the deathmatch stuff yes but julia deathmatch that feels like it should have already happened you know, I mean, like, I feel like that already should have been where we're at. Is Julia doing death matches? I thought it was going to be a death match between her and Tam, but that never happened. So this would be a perfect opportunity for her. I feel like she probably wants to do it. She has like that grittiness to her that she could definitely exceed in death matches in that way. And it's kind of frustrating that they are, you know, doing away with that. Maybe they have Julia go over to a prominent show at some point and do a death match. That would be really cool, in my opinion. But like Alex said, they are all good at wrestling, deathmatch or not. So I'm not like upset about it to the point where I don't want to watch it. But it's frustrating because Julia and deathmatches would be so fun. So hopefully, maybe she goes to a prominent show. But you know, not going to keep my hopes up. Yeah, I mean the the main thing that I think is Stardom is owned by Bushiroad. Bushiroad is obviously a publicly traded company in Japan, and I don't know how the the media over there would like it if. Stardom had these young women 
competing with with light tubes being shattered around them. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a good visual for for the public. Yeah, they're not a big uh, fan of the blood and guts um, that the other company does. No, I'm just the self, the uh, gory self mutilation, huh? That's what it was. <laughs> that was the reason why I was trying to think of that. I couldn't think of it, but yeah, uh, that kind of sucks. But you know. I've been, dude, I remember I was so excited for King of Pro Wrestling, uh, you know, when they introduced that, I thought, oh, maybe they'll have like a cool match. And no, it's just, it's just doing bits occasionally yes. that almost never pay off. And I, I fear stardom is kind of turned into New Japan in certain ways like that, where it's like, I don't know if we'll ever get a cage match, even though cage matches are very important in Joshi history and they like to do things that are important for Joshi history. But instead of doing cage matches, they'll probably just do hair versus hair matches until they become bland and stale. Hey, Rossi and... will definitely do a cage match. Come on. It's Rossi. He should. I, I No, I believe in Rossi, but I don't believe in Bushiroad. Yeah, That's my issue. I don't know. I mean, if they can do I, ladders, I they can do cages, surely. You would think, but... I don't know. I, I, I think a Stardom cage match would be great. And I've been saying this, I feel like, every few weeks. Yes. <laughs> for like the past six you months. really want these cage matches. We watch uh, 91 AJW a bit for, for VTG, and you're just like, give me a Stardom cage match now. No, they, they, these people who don't listen to VTG, they don't know about that Yumiko Hoda versus Bull Nakano match. Like, exactly. they don't know about that. That's they don't true. know about, like, dude. Like, yeah, some of them missed. Some of the cage matches definitely missed, but, like, come on. That's plugging it, our other show, huh? Look at that. Very good marketing. Um, uh, yes, VTG, coming back at some point. I don't know when. Maybe next week. Maybe Fingers not. crossed. Anyway, uh, yeah, this angle was uh, pretty huge. I mean, prominence showing up isn't something most people would have predicted, and getting a Julia versus Suzu feud is, is one of those things that you never thought was possible, but you always wanted it. Because, you know, over the past two years, they've been two of the hottest stars in Joshi. And now they're on a collision course and, you know, people have picked up on it. They're on the cover of Shoe Pro. Uh, I don't know if it was this week or last week. So clearly even the media is kind of like, hey, this is a pretty big deal. So um, pretty big for stardom. Uh, Hopefully we see a good bit of the prominence group because they are very talented at what they do. Uh, Karumi Haragi, for people who don't know, she is injured. She got hurt. Uh, in like February of last year, just after winning the tag belts, uh, pretty bad injury. So she probably won't be wrestling, but she will be tagging along, and she is good. So if she does get to wrestle, then I think a lot of people will become big fans of her. But I'm not expecting it because she she is hurt, and there has been no, as far as I know, there's no kind of return date set for her. But the rest of them are all very very good. Yes, it's highly unfortunate. Hate injuries. It it robbed us of Hiroyo Matsumoto and Kurumi Hiragi uh, mm. getting a tag title run. It's it's pretty horrible. But um, on to the next match. Uh, we had Queen's Quest versus Uedo Tai in The Grudge. Uh, this was uh, some grudge. <laughs> it only went ten minutes. Where was where was the lady with the black hair and the in the in the you're gonna die in ten days or seven days or what? You know, you ever watched that no. movie? Damn. I assume it's I assume it's called movie The 3? Grudge, is it? It is called The Grudge. Have you ever seen Scary Movie 3? Might have. God damn it, Alex. Okay, let's <laughs> okay. move on. Um, so yeah, this was uh, just under 10 minutes. Uh, Momo and Kid beat Utami and Azumi. Kid pinned Azumi with a Spanish fly. I think it's a uh, 
it's a Natsuki Tayo special. So I think they've they've taken yeah. that from her. And to be honest, like this kind of worked down to their position on the card because this is the second match on the card. People are kind of excited from prominence showing up. So they just got in, did their stuff, did a bit of heel shenanigans, and then Kid got the win, which You know, I actually loved this match. Really? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought aggro a Queen's Quest negates a lot of the Oedotai issues. Mm-hmm. And then once the Oedotai issues plagued it, it was already over. So I, I couldn't really be annoyed for too long because it was just the finish that was a bunch of Oedotai shit. Which still sucked. Let me let me preface that. It was still just not particularly good or fun at that point. But I enjoyed Azumi and Momo's stuff. I enjoy Azumi and Una, not Unagi, Azumi and Utami's team together. Uh, Zavi said that these two teams are better than Momoa's. I disagree. I think <laughs> Utami and Azumi are great. I think Kid and Momo also do some good stuff. I think they could definitely turn into a good team. But I think that Momoa's definitely had something over both of these teams. And this is just the more fresh team because they haven't been together since they were, you know, like 13 years old. Uh, but I, I thought this match was good. I loved the, what's it what's it called? The Shilton Kai, like double team. Shoten Kai thing, so good. It was, it was, it was incredible. It was not much of a Shoten Kai. It was more of a, you know, Urinagi. Whatever, doesn't matter. Great moves by both teams. I'm not going to complain that Kid won, even though knowing what we know about, okay, yeah, knowing what we know about Korokin, why the fuck would Kid win <laughs> clean? Like not clean, but like with a move. Like she didn't roll her up. She didn't like hit her and then pin her. She like. Azumi got beat up by all of Oedotai. Oedotai jumped in and just invaded, beat it up, beat it up, beat up Azumi. And then Kid won with the one-woman Spanish fly. Why? Yeah. Well, <laughs> my, issue, like, my I, issue is that, like, Momo barely seems to win since she turned. Like, obviously, she had the, the knockout win over Azumi, but I don't know if she's had a pinfall win herself since Lady the turn. Once. Yeah. And it's it's a really strange thing because I assumed she was the main focus. Maybe she's not. <laughs> maybe funny. maybe it's kids, and maybe this is the result Clearly. they're meant to go with. But I was kind of interested. I, I I assumed that this was Momo would pin Azumi, and that'd be fine. And obviously the heat is on Utami eventually beating Momo. But then Momo never gets these pins. So I don't know who the is meant to be the important one here, and I guess it's Starlight Kid. Yeah, and you could you could tell. No, but you can tell, because after every single match that she's in, she gets a microphone. Why does she get a microphone? She, like, I don't, I don't understand Japanese, but she just, her, her energy when she talks on a microphone is annoying. I'm like, and that that might be rude. I apologize. I do like Kid. I think she's a really solid wrestler. But stop giving her a microphone after every match. Every show I've watched Kid on, she has talked in a microphone in the ring. Why? What's that the is, point? That is how they push people, as evidenced by Julia always cutting promos. <laughs> she doesn't say anything new. She just evil laughs a few times and then says, you suck, mwahaha. And then she's like, yeah, I'm awesome. And then she leaves. That's it. Why? And this is not me complaining because of somebody that I don't like being pushed or whatever. I don't care. Just stop having her talk after every match. It's annoying. 
Sorry. Thank you. Okay. Let's move on. All right. Um, so yeah, that that match got the job done, I guess. Uh, Queen's Quest will have to live to to fight another day. And Queen's Quest sure. doesn't win anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know, that's but that's funny. that's okay. I just wonder, like, when do you pay this off, and if will most people still be that bothered by the point by the time they do? Because I mean, it's been what month and a bit now since Momo turned, and whatever, like, and you know, hatred I had towards her is just gone. Like, it's been a month. <laughs> like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, you know, I yeah, don't want to wait four months yeah. for the big baby face payoff. And obviously, Utami beating her will be like you know, a fairly big deal. But even then, I'm just kind of... I'll be whatever on it, because not, it's not going to be the big, you know, babyface triumph over the heel. It's just going to be, all right, yeah, we finally, you know, finally the babyface went over here. Because I, I just, I can't see myself in two months' time still being like, ah, that dastardly Momo, I hope she loses this time. Yeah, you know, you're right. Because I probably the most annoyed i was probably the most annoyed person that actively watches stardom and that i know and that we know uh the most actively annoyed about the momo turn and i don't care anymore mm. so if you've lost me by now like unless you're paying it off in the next two weeks then i'll care because I'll, I'll you know i'll be rooting for utami whatever but like if you've lost me by now it's just it's all for naught Pretty you much, know what yeah. i mean that's There's my only worry with dragging it, it on. Is that if they they're gonna wait so long for QQ to finally get their win back, that I won't really care by that point because I'm already especially at that. with Momo not winning. Mm -hmm. Like if she was winning, it would be it would mean something. Yeah. For Utami to finally get one over on Momo again, because Momo betrayed her, and she's succeeded since then. But she hasn't. She's just been finding herself on the winning team at mm -hmm. most. Or beating Lady C. Like, there's not a lot. I don't know. It's 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 strange. But the match was good. I enjoyed the match. Uh, shout out to Utami and Izumi. Fair enough. Uh, the next match on the show then was the SWA World Championship match. This was Tekla beating Minishirakawa in just under 10 minutes. This was for the vacant SWA Championship. So Tekla is our new champion. That kind of made the most sense. Obviously, she is from... Austria, and she can defend it against the entire roster, whereas Mina would have been able to defend it against like maybe Waka and uh, Siri. That would have been it. I think every single stardom wrestler has to be like, I want to go on excursion, so I'm taking the belt. That's the only way I'll believe mm. anything ever <laughs> with this belt, because otherwise, I I ain't. Be Tekla's wearing that belt buckle till the day she dies, in my in my view. Yeah, unless Jamie comes back. Because Jamie did tease, even though uh, the mysterious stranger, which we have not talked about yet, which we probably should have, uh, the mysterious stranger has not been revealed, and it is not Jamie Hayter. I know that for a fact now. Uh, she was in an American gym, like, three days ago. But she did say she wants to come back for the SWA belt at some point. That would be fun. She ain't doing anything in AEW. None of the women are doing anything in AEW. That's actually kind of rude. They've been doing good. Besides the point, Jamie Hayter might come back. Might do something there but otherwise i don't think teclas is in the belt ever <laughs> no that's yeah it's uh it's gonna be like the siri you're in where like every defense you're just kind of you know siri's not losing it's it's fine but um the match itself i thought was fun they um they did the 
necessary character work, but they had a, f- a few fun exchanges. Like, I think they work really well together. They obviously have they a do. quite good chemistry. And, you know, between the good exchanges and the, f- the fun character stuff and the tight runtime, I was sufficiently entertained, if even if not blown away. Yeah, I'd say I feel similarly. I thought, damn, they aren't just gimmicks, which I knew they were both very good wrestlers on good days, especially. But I was like, damn, they could work really well together. Like, they don't just have, like, the comedic energy that they share, but they also have, you know, physical energy that they share in terms of chemistry. Mm. So, good for them. Tecla won with the butterfly square and compass. Shouts out. And, yeah. Oh, also, Mina fucking brained her with an implant DDT. Like, Tecla, like, swayed off into the, like, off to the side and just landed on her, on her, like, the side of her head. It was terrible. Yeah. Not good. Loved it. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next match was a Goddess of Stardom Championship match. Hazuki and Koguma successfully retained against Himeka and Maika. Uh, Koguma pinned Himeka with a, uh, I believe it was a roll-up of some sort. And yes. uh, this one I enjoyed. But as I said, mm-hmm. on uh, I was on JD's podcast to uh, to review this show, if you want to listen to that, Red Leaf Retrocast. Really? And, Why, yeah, listen. Given, gotta given other other people keep come, plugged us, you know. They're gotta... su- they're supposed to pl- yeah, they're supposed to plug us. It's supposed to be a, a parasitic relationship. Come on, <laughs> fair not, enough. Not symbiotic. We don't do all that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, as I said on here, it's like it, it. I enjoyed it, and then just as I thought it was really getting going, and I was really getting into it, it ended because the finish kind of came yeah. out of nowhere. So it was like this was a very good match, and they obviously both teams work well together. But just when I was starting to really get into it and I thought it was going to go into top gear, it ended. Yeah, I have I have a couple notes on this. Uh, one, Micah putting over the superplex is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like just over and I like I've probably mentioned this before. She's been using that as like her one of her main signatures for like a year or two now. And it makes so many spots better. Like, the Tower of Doom spot is a spot that has happened in every multi-mine match in America for the past 15 years at this point. When they did it here, I bought into it. So shout out Micah for that. Micah style, best style, and Nokiaism be damned. Also, with the finish, I appreciate the finish. I thought that Koguma winning out of nowhere is cool. And it could, it, and Hazuki obviously won out of nowhere for the title win. So I like the the build of FWC being able to beat you out of nowhere, not even with their signature roll-ups in this case. She just like got a roll-up out of nowhere. So I, I appreciate that they sort of have that being built. The problem is they have like four tag teams in the company. So building to what exactly? I, I looked it up and like most tag title reigns over the past like four years have lasted at most four defenses. Right. Like how like you're building something over a couple matches that will be paid off maybe once and like will will elevate a match once maybe and then it'll be useless so that's kind of concerning but if they go on a long haul run with the titles they hold it for a while then yeah that's this is definitely a great building block match for that um especially if if my himmy get another chance at the belt at some point yeah they, um, it feels like they're going to challenge again because uh himeko was incensed with the referee and after the match her and, she almost killed barb she did <laughs> and uh after the match her and her and Micah were like hey th- this match didn't count this was this was a no contest like the referee screwed us over so i wouldn't be shocked if they did an immediate rematch 
and you know move the match up the card for, well, for the February pay per view. Unfortunately, it's not going to be an immediate rematch because they're new number one contenders. Oh no, that's true. Shit. Oh no. It's terrible. It's a terrible world we live in. Maybe it's the sumo also, hall match. Maybe that would be fun. I think that if they, if I think that would be great. But yeah, so FWC, love FWC. They're great. They uh, barely got the underdog win here. Oh, Dylan, come on. I, I said, I said barely, just barely. Uh, she's out. a bear. Get out. Leave. Okay, I don't want to talk about the next match. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so the next match on the show was a Wonder of Stardom Championship match. This was Saya Kamatani versus Unagi Sayaka. Uh, Saya retained in just under 19 minutes with what Stardom's website is saying as a Phoenix Splash. But as we all know, she landed knees first on Unagi on that Phoenix Splash. It was not a Phoenix Splash. It was death. So um, The Phoenix knee drop. Yeah, it was pretty beast. Um, match itself, I don't know. I, I saw a lot of praise for it, but uh, it just... These two just don't work. I think I've come to that conclusion. I agree. Because this is their third or fourth pay-per-view singles match it's like their fourth or fifth actually yeah. like i feel like and it's gotta be at least four. i don't i don't think i've ever gone higher than like three and a half on them they just whatever it is they just aren't compatible which is weird because in tag matches they are really good together and that's probably because they go straight to the finishing stretch stuff there whereas here they have to, to build up to it but they just couldn't do that like the first seven minutes of this match didn't feel too great it felt disjointed like they're on different wavelengths and then once they got into the finishing stretch obviously saya i thought was great down the finishing stretch and she really carried things on her end but unagi just it got away from her and i don't think she ever fully reeled it back and to be fair stardom went really ballsy here i mean these are both relatively inexperienced wrestlers i think they both debuted in 2019 like asking them to go out there and have a 19-minute title match with each other and they have such different styles is never really going to be that successful. And uh, yeah. that kind of suffered here where they just it just didn't work. I don't think they work well together. Saya's finishing stretch did salvage a lot of it because obviously she's just, she just does crazy shit down the finishing stretch and it's really cool. Um, but I don't think Unagi really looked too good here, which is the first time in a while that I think she's she's really missed. And... Um, just the first half of the match, they just weren't on the, the same wavelength at all to me. Yeah, there was a lot of moves in this one. I feel like that was the... This one and the next match was a lot of moves, uh, mm-hmm. for better or for worse. Um, I think by the end of the night, I was like, damn, I don't think I want to see wrestling moves for a minute. Like, <laughs> and then I watched the Royal Rumble later in the day, I was like, oh, I didn't yeah. see any wrestling moves. We're good. Um, that, was a, that was a good one. I, yeah. self, I, thought that was, that I was appreciate that. Um, yeah, I... Don't know, cause like I watched it and I was like, I recognize this is good. My friends enjoy it. I get it, but I don't connect. And I was like, maybe I just dislike Unagi, and I don't particularly find her her matches uh, emotionally captivating, which is another conversation that we we might have to have um, about emo- emotional. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not even gonna get into it. <laughs> oh man, that shit annoyed me. Besides the point. I thought it was fine. I recognize if you liked it, more, more, you know, all power to you. I get it. It was probably a really good match. I watched it and thought, oh, that was cool. And five minutes later, that was fun. That was a cool bump. And then it was over. And that was what I got from it. Uh, 
Saya did hit the El Camino brother, which shout out to Taz and Team Taz. Uh, they breed assassins, and Saya stole Hook's move. Shout out. And yeah, also Unagi's dragon sleeper is called, huh? I can't hear you at all, which is a great <laughs> name for a finishing move. Um, otherwise, yeah, it was a match. Yeah. I don't know. I agree. You know, uh, Ice, he actually made a made a tweet that I didn't realize. Unagi has had a title match every single month since last February. That's pretty crazy. To be fair, she was champion for a big part of that. Yes. But when you also consider that uh, COVID hit in one of those months, and she still found a way to have a title match, kind of insane. That is true. Yeah, I, I will give you that. Um, that is what they call a push because uh, they, uh, they they really like Unagi. But um, I think after the match, they really drove home the fact that these two will be rivals, and they we will see this match for this belt, or in some form, at least twice more this year. Unagi is definitely taking this belt off of Saya, and I just hope that they refine what they're doing and find a formula that works, because in tag matches, they do seem to have you know really good working skills together. Uh, I butchered that, really. <laughs> they work well together in the tags, okay. and then they come to these singles matches, and it just doesn't work. And I, I do hope that they can find a way to get it and bring out the best in both of them, because eventually when Unagi does beat Saya for this belt, you, you want that to be a good match. You want that to be a big deal for Unagi. And if they kind of keep doing this where they just don't gel, then that's kind of not, not not great for, for that. But... um. Yeah, that was unfortunately not a great first defense for Saya, but I thought her performance was good. I I, I really put a lot of the uh, the I don't I don't want to say blame on Unagi because again she's not you know super experienced and it's asking a lot of her to to go in there with another relatively inexperienced wrestler for for a pay per view title match. But she didn't. She definitely looked out of her depth more than she has in a while. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair assessment. All right. And um, with that, we are on to the next match. This was the... Uh... We're not. <laughs> the Cinderella tournament was announced. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is... Um, they're doing three days of Cinderella tournament this year. I hate it. Yeah, I had a feeling. Uh, they, uh... Like, it's... just do it over a weekend. No. Nah, like, it, just it, do it over a weekend. It is, it is a money-drawing thing for them now. They understand that. They're going to use it to, to sell a lot of tickets. And you can't really blame them. That is the aim of the game. No, I can't. But just do it over a three-day weekend. I guess. M- make it make it Bola. Make it Joshi Bola. Mm. Just Joshi that, Bola. That would be better, because uh, we obviously were, did this show last year during the Cinderella, and like the house shows during that period are so weird, because nothing Terrible. gets to happen, because everybody's just waiting for their tournament match to end. And it, it's definitely very weird. So I, I do wish they would all be close together, but it is what it is. Like they they like, see the the value in spreading it out and and making money. So, in my opinion, you either have to go full or none. In that, either make it like a month long thing, and like every show has like three tournament matches and three undercard matches, and do that like you know six times or seven times or whatever in a month and just make that the shows or do it all in one weekend. Mm -hmm. Like don't like they're going to have like five matches in between like five shows in between these tournament shows. And it's like, what are we going to do there? 
Like what? Like if somebody's challenging for the belt in the middle of the tournament, what's the point of winning the tournament? Yeah. If you could just challenge before, like mm, headache. Let's not. Let's. We'll get to that name. Yes. I just think that's not the right schedule. I'll still enjoy it, probably. Probably, yeah. Um, they they did announce that it will be the biggest Cinderella field yet, which kind of makes sense because their roster is pretty big. But I assume there might be outside and use. I don't know. Also, that's a lot of matches to fit into like three or four days. The the first round kind of flies by because you have the, the time limit there. It's fifteen minutes. Even still, I mean, none of the, they're not all gonna go fifteen minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Are you sure it's 15 for the first round? I thought it was 10, then it went up to 15. They changed it. Again? They changed it. It's it's 15, I'm pretty sure. All right. It used to be 10, then 15, then yeah. 20, then no time limit. But now it's just 15. All right. And then Lovely. 30, I think. Fantastic. Um, Yeah, so the, the next match on the show is the uh, World of Stardom Championship challenge rights competition uh, that is that is the exact name of, of the stipulation uh <laughs> this was meant the stipulation just made me realize how much more stupid this is yeah. so this was originally going to be mayu julia and tam in a three-way uh the two winners of the match yeah. would go on to challenge siri on the uh two days at sumo hall with tam out they just said all right then it's a singles match and it went to a 30-minute draw because then Stardom could go, okay, well, you both get title shots. So, yes. Um, the match itself has garnered a lot of praise from, from a lot of people. Uh, it, uh, people were like, this is a match of the year contender. This is five stars. This is, you know, best match in a while. It's currently on 9.42 on cage match, which is very high. Jesus. I have noticed though they they are removing some of the lower ratings for this on cage match. Like I checked yesterday and there was a few that were like three, mm. but they're gone now. So that's uh, cage match is like that though, where if you like say certain words when you don't like a match, they'll just be like, okay, yeah, you don't count. So which is it's funny how like they remove for bias in professional wrestling rating. Yes, where almost every match has some implicit bias if you are watching it. It, it, but, it's it's a crack you know. website listen it's uh it's, yeah but um yeah. they do seem to be removing some of the lower ratings because those have been coming in like after that first wave of stardom fans or you know ex new japan fans who have jumped over or whatever the match was starting to get kind of tepid responses i've seen a few people outside of the stardom bubble watch it and go yeah that was good i guess or yeah that was kind of fine so there is a different reaction between those who watch Stardom a lot and those who are maybe just jumping in who haven't, who don't want to see this for the match of the year contender that it is. I kind of agree with the 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 non match of the year people. I didn't love this. I also do. And um, it was one of those where I think this is a Julia thing because I've seen Mayu go long and I've enjoyed Mayu going long quite recently. Yes. But this reminded me a lot of the, the Julia Siri draw, where when the finishing Agreed. stretch happened, they completely lost me. And I think the issue with Julia is when she does these finishing stretches, she just does things, right? And she goes from thing to thing to thing. And none of it ever gets a, a second to really settle in, which is one of my issues. It reminds me of... Uh, it's why I don't really like some of Ishii's matches, because they just kind of 
stuff happens, right? He, yeah, I nothing get that. gets to nothing gets to settle in, and you they don't really sell the impact of it because they have to do the next thing, and um, that's kind of what my issue is with some of these Julia finishing stretches where they're just doing heinous things to each other for five minutes and none of it is ever given time to really settle in uh, for to be sold as impactful, right? So I think that was my issue with this where, because I did enjoy the match up to a certain point. I thought they were working hard. They were obviously working quite stiff from the off. And then finishing stretch happened and it just lost me and I was kind of like, all right, yeah, that was... That was, you know, that was good. Yeah. I'm trying to find how long their match last year was. The GP? I cannot find it. The GP match. Do you have any recollection of, like, broadly? Um, I can check for you now. Was... Don't worry. All right. Okay, because I, I can't find it. Um, Yeah, I... Okay, so part of this is my fault, and I will recognize that, and I will. I will Your match was that. eighteen minutes, that, by the way, eighteen and a half. Okay, they could have stretched that and mm-hmm. just did that match. They like, yeah, stretching at twelve minutes would have decreased the quality regardless, but they could have done that and just stretched it. And I personally would have enjoyed it more. I thought that they're like, I think uh, Sprite. I was talking to Sprite about it. He was like, yeah, if if their match last year in the five star was an S tier. This was like a B minus tier where it's like, yeah, it was watchable. They they work well together. That that was it was a fine match, but like calling it a match of the year candidate, especially like in comparison to their previous matches, is a bit strange in you know the in his opinion at least, and also in my opinion. But I have this issue where with certain wrestlers when you watch the first like four minutes of the match, you can tell it's going to a draw. Mm-hmm. And not even 45 seconds in, I said, they're going to 29 minutes. There's no way they're going to draw. That would be a terrible booking decision. It would just not make a lot of sense. It would be way too convenient. They wouldn't be that dumb. And then they went, to a draw. And I wasn't a big fan of that, but draws are draws. They happened. I don't care. The match itself, I also was not crazy about. I will rewatch this at some point because I think that it definitely had more than I can give it credit for because I tuned out at certain, like, I tuned out like five minutes in because I was like, I, okay. And I came back for the, for the little like segment they had outside of the ring, which I thought was one of the dumbest, most overkill. Uh, parts of any match I've seen in the past six months, <laughs> uh, since since Tam versus Mayu, in fact, and I was like, okay, I need to stop defending Julia <laughs> because this happens every time, um, and and Pulse reminds me of it every time. Let me tell you about Julia. Besides the point, <laughs> let me yeah, let let me tell you about Julia spelled wrong. He's actually talking about Julia Hart. The best Julia in wrestling, in his opinion, like that, like that's 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 where this takes me every time. Um, but yeah, I just wasn't crazy about this one. I get it if you were, I can understand it. But if you've seen Julia versus Mayu in the five star, then I am confused. If you still believe this is a match of the year candidate, that's all I'm gonna say. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm sure it was better than I will give it. I will go rewatch it at some point, and I will tell you if it was better than I'm giving it credit for. But I was not a fan. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, no, there's a few people who have kind of come to that conclusion that I'm that I'm seeing. Um, you know, the, there are those who are very high on it, and then the rest of us are kind of just like, yeah, no, it was good. Like we we're not going to take away from that, but uh, we didn't love it that much. Um, and yeah, I also wish it went 32 minutes because five seconds before the end of the match, Julia's face started gushing, yeah. and I was like, that would have saved it. That would have saved it if I got like a minute of Julia just like just you know like man. But yeah. So yeah, that was um you know, that was that match. If you enjoyed it you did, if you didn't, you didn't. Uh, what the end result is is that Mayu and Julia are the challengers for Siri at Sumo Hall. Uh, I don't know if that was the original plan. I assume it was, if that's what they did. Yeah, it probably was. Yeah. Um I would have done it a different way, as I mean, I, I would always say that. Like, I would have just had, you know, maybe Mayu win here, and then you do Julia and Tam down the line. Um, but obviously, maybe they have plans in place that they can't do that, and Julia's busy. Um, it looks like so she's. That's true. Uh, but either way. But also, that that makes me question why she's challenging for a belt if she's extremely busy up until. Got to do the big match at Sumo Hall, obviously. I mean, Julia and Siri, as much as we didn't like the original one, is a pretty big match um in, in the is, context yes. of stardom um to me though i'm excited for mayu and siri a lot more we obviously saw them have a, a really good title match before and siri has obviously yes. hit a completely new level since then so that could be an amazing match that could be a, a real match of the year contender but for now we have remember remember when that met i apologize for yes. detracting again but remember when that match happened and it went 28 minutes and I was like, okay, these two can do it together. Uh, nobody else, please. Yeah. And then they've done everybody else. <laughs> and it's been, it's some of them have been good. Some some of them have been good. Utami versus Shuri, obviously killer. Like uh, there, there have been good 30 minute draws. I will, like that's have there obvious. Been in history? I don't think so. There have. <laughs> yeah, there that's have. true. There, there's been a good 60 minute draw. I gotta go back and watch that. It's five years. What one? Oh, Kata and uh, Omega Okada. Oh, don't Dominion. do it. Don't do it. It's the only yeah, one I like. Don't do it. I'm I'm gonna watch it and yeah, ruin my life. Yeah. Not the only one I like, but it's the one I like the most. So yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna really hurt when it's terrible. Yeah, no, because I tried to watch the back, and you're just kind of like, ah, okay, this this is it. Um, so yeah, I'd, I I wouldn't recommend it. But anyway, this is a starting podcast, so we will not go into Kenneth Omega. Um. The main event of this show. He did wrestle in stardom. He did. Sorry. Let's move on. <laughs> so the main event of this show is uh, was Siri defending the World of Stardom Championship against Mirai. Uh, I this was my match of the night. I loved this. I thought it was amazing. Uh, Siri put in a masterclass as it was becoming the norm. I thought she was excellent. Uh, she did this in the first match with Utami. Well, not the first match, but you know the the five and a half star match with Utami. And she did it here, where she is just completely on a on a untouchable level throughout the match. Like the the grappling to start out, and you know I don't really like the grappling, but that was really good. Both of them really made that grappling interesting. Uh, Siri just beat down on Mirai and really controlled things, and then Siri gave so much room to Mirai to showcase her offense and put Siri on the back foot and really establish herself because Mirai really throughout the match looked like a future main event or a future world champion they did a really yeah. good job of establishing that 
then when push came to shove, Siri was just like, alright, that's it. We're done. I'm winning. You you know, you aren't on my level. And I thought that was great. And just the way that match, the match flowed, the way the, the technical stuff at the start was actually good, uh, Siri laying in some of her strikes, Mirai with her really good offense. Mirai has so many cool moves. And then when Siri gets to that finishing stretch and she just puts her away, everything was great. I really loved this. Uh, I thought it was from not only a an in-ring perspective, but also everything they managed to do on top of that of making Siri look really good as as world champion and also establishing Mariah as somebody who is 100% a future main eventer. And um, when she debuted in Stardom, we were like, where did the Mariah of old go? She's already got it. I think she looks fantastic here. She, her Her overall kind of charisma... And just her energy really translates to big venues like this. And I thought she came off really, really well here. I was not as crazy about it as you were, but I definitely thought it was a really good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I found it hard to sort of like... I, I took almost no notes about this because I couldn't really find what made it good. Yeah. And I, I so I put Shuri. Yes. Mariah also did great, obviously. Like Mariah looked great in in as a threat against Shuri when you know realistically she should not. Like not realistic. Like that sounds bad, but like in reality, Shuri is, as they say, on another level. And Mariah did her best to get to that level, and I thought that was a great story. I really appreciated it in that way. I loved Mariah's like you know desperation for the win um I, I found that like she was really climbing a mountain against sherry and I, I appreciated that um like i said not necessarily like match of the year contender for me um i thought it was fine but i i enjoyed what it did like you said um i i'm going to give this i'm going to give this a plug because because darren said it and i thought it was like the coolest <laughs> the, the coolest word ever like the coolest phrase um Mirai almost won with the clothesline that took down Aja Kong. And uh, <laughs> that was the coolest, like, that was super cool. Because, yes. like, you you really bought into that. And also, I'm going to keep using that. Darren said I could. I, I told him I was going to steal it. He said that's cool. So shout out to Darren. Big shout out. Um, and yeah, Shuri went the, with the Shushikai. The Shusakai. It's hard to say. It, it means uh, Vermilion World, which is Red World, or also Shuri World. Whatever you want to call it. doesn't really matter. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed the match. I, I did. Not as much as you. I thought that was a... Um, I don't know. I, I lost my train of thought. It was a good match. Yes, it was uh, It was very good. And uh, that wraps up that show. Um, overall, I think I was lower on it than most people, but I understand that this was... The, you know, Stardom Dream Queendom was like the, the climax of as much yeah. stuff as they could finish off there. You know, you had the, the big Hanan cathartic moment. You had uh, Saya's title win. You had uh, the FWC one. It's... No, they didn't. FWC yeah. didn't win there. Uh, no, Corkin. It's, you know, you have new tag champions here. You had Siri obviously winning the belt there in Sumo Hall. This was the start of a whole new cycle of stuff. So obviously there wasn't as much to really dive into from... A perspective of okay, here's like the the matches with like these grand stories, and this is a building block, and this and this and that. But this was a good show, and there was obviously a lot of stuff that they presented for the future that's going to keep us excited. Really, you know, yeah. the way I see it is, they could have put on a show 
as bad as the Royal Rumble, and the prominence debut alone would have kept this as like an exciting show. You know what I mean? Like prominence already just makes this the best show. Even if everything else had been terrible, prominence would have saved it. But then you also had a you know a pretty standard show around that where you got two new challenges for the world title. You got Mirai presented as a really good uh, future star. You got Saya really putting in a, a good performance there and showing that she can carry her end of the stick in a world title match. And um, just a lot of other good stuff. Yeah, I thought it was a, a pretty average show. Um, but good average, not bad average. Um, it wasn't like a mediocre one that was just like... Like, I feel like they had some early on, like that Sendai show that I always shit on, like, eternally. Um, it was, like, the most average, you know, like, like medium average, not even good average uh, show I've, I've seen in a long time. But I thought this was a, a very average to good show. Um, like I said, nothing in terms of, like, match of the year contenders or anything like that. But I thought every match, for the most part, other than the Mayu vs. Julia match, which I just personally wasn't crazy about, uh, every match was, was good. Um, luckily for us... Um, Tyson Kidd not being backstage can't fuck up our our entire our entire company. So that's good. Because <laughs> um, somewhere else, that's <laughs> he's gone for a week and and the world goes insane because <laughs> it's so bad. Um, but yeah, also after after the show, Shuri fucks up saying Ria Goku Koku Koku Kigan Kan. She did the Mayu. Koku she Kan. Yeah, that and um. She says, damn, I'm turning into Mayu. That's crazy. <laughs> and uh, that's how they close the show. But yeah. I love how uh, Julia, Julia is so uh, proud of herself because she's like, Ryo Goku, Goku Kikan. I can say it right. Ha. It's very funny. It's it's rough because the Kugi can. Because yes. like, it's it's a lot of Ks, but then there's a G where it feels like there should be another K. It's, uh, yeah. I understand Mayu. I, I tried to pronounce it for like, 10 minutes like a couple <laughs> days ago i just couldn't fair enough um but yeah that was that show um yes we all oh. thought that the nagoya mystery person would be revealed at this show uh turns out they are not a nagoya mystery person but we did get an update in a video um the main takeaway from the video is that uh it's gyri okay no <laughs> rossi said okay your contract is ending now and I want you on our Sumo Hall shows. So the uh, the idea here is that it is specifically somebody whose contract has recently ended, or is ending, or is ending. Uh, you would you would hope that it's not is ending because he will he will get tapped up for that for uh, you know contract tampering. But um, you know, well, you know, Rossi Rossi has experience. That's, <laughs> that's a fair point. Um. But yeah, so the, the main takeaway there is that uh, whoever it is will be on the Sumo Hall shows. He wants to announce it at the press conference for the Sumo Hall shows, whenever that is. And it is somebody who has recently finished out a contract with a promotion. So that kind of doesn't... You know, there's, there's a few it's people... It's Kyrie. It's... I don't know. I don't want to admit it's Kyrie because I'm not doing this again. Like we've done this <laughs> however many times. Kyrie, dude, she, Kyrie she, she did you see her tweet? No, listen, did you see your tweet? No, no. The last she time posted she posted, she posted a, a hourglass. Alex, yeah. come on now. The last time she posted an, hour, an hourglass, it's because she opened a gym. That's true. <laughs> um, she's making the change. She's franchising that shit. Yeah, not like she's also coming back to stardom. No, listen, 
Kyrie coming back to stardom as the new Maki Ito is definitely winning the Princess of Princess title this time. It is. It is. Just... She'll win eventually. Like that's like mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. maybe. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Yeah. Oh no, she's too small to be Jamie, and I believe Jamie is still in America. So I don't think it's Jamie anymore. And Tony Storms is taking uh, American bookings. Uh, so I doubt it's Tony Storm. And I don't know who else it would be. Well, she's whoever it is. Like it's it, yeah. The contract is ending or has ended recently. So would it be somebody who is a is going to be a new signing from a different promotion? Would it be somebody who left Actress Girls? You know, that might be. A Man, thing. no, there's there's no way that that is how they handled this. It's just somebody from like even if it's Miyuka Takase, it wouldn't fit. Uh, that wouldn't they, make sense. I think, and it's not going Takase. to be Miyuka Takase. I don't. It's not going mm-hmm. to be her though. That's the thing. Why not? <laughs> she's already because she's already started things in other companies like that are going to go for a mm-hmm. minute. I don't know. At least I think. Yeah, it might be. Man. It might be her. I don't know. It's either way. That you know what? If it was Miyuka Takase, uh, that would be cool. Yes. I think that would be that would be really like I would also be happy with Miyuka Takase. I know a lot of you know like uh, casuals wouldn't be particularly happy about that, but I think I would be ecstatic because um, Miyuka Takase rules. Yeah, she's pretty um, beast. Yeah, I think it's Kyrie, man. I I can't. It's gotta be, man. Like I don't <laughs> think it could be anybody else. I know. Dude, okay. So so the way I see it is that Kyrie should like there like she should have not should have, but she would have said it's not me by now. Same thing with Punk. He would have said, "Yo, don't get your hopes up." He did. Like sh- win. He was like on he was doing interviews where he was like, "Oh no, I'm like booked that day for a premiere and stuff." Like he he very much was like, "That's not me. I'm not doing it." No, but okay, yeah, yes, I got like I get like yeah, but that <laughs> God damn it, like, like she's, no, she's you get never what I commented mean. On these rumors, like that's not her thing. She's never commented exactly. On them. So why would it be this time that she would? Because it's never been her before. No matter how much the speculation ramps up. Yes, I know it has never been her before. She has never returned. <laughs> I know, but like I, I, it has to be right. I don't know. I have. No, I'm not getting my hopes up. Okay, that's the only thing. I'm not. Well, I mean, if okay, what is the disappointment? What is what is the worst possible outcome here? Like, is like what fucking? I don't know. Somebody that WWE released. B Priestley, yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Tony, I think Tony even Storm is the worst case, but uh, you know, that's just. Me. And Tony Storm isn't even that bad of a case. Like I, I think that would be, that would be okay. It's Kyrie. I'm. 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 Putting my lack of money on it, it is Kyrie. Okay, all right, sure thing. Um, I'll be deep in debt. Shout out Kazuchika Okada. All right. Love that move. Um, there was another tease for the mystery woman on this uh, next show that we're going to review. Uh, this was the February 1st hmm. Cork and Hall show. Uh, starting at 656 fans for the show, which uh, for a weekday is obviously a very, very impressive. Like 600 plus fans of Cork and on a Tuesday is... Uh, relatively unheard of as far as i know especially in like the, the corona times obviously yeah they they really they really got a big house on a tuesday <sighs> you fucker 
Um, especially when you had uh, one match of note on this entire show. Like, they sold those tickets off the back of a high-speed championship match, which is pretty impressive. Of somebody who hasn't wrestled in a month. Yes. And somebody who has wrestled a bit too much, I think. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the opener... Oh, yeah, so none of this show is up uh, as we speak. Stardom yeah. just got the pay-per-view up uh, today when we record, so obviously they're server space or whatever probably went to that so i assume overnight some of these matches will start popping up by that point i will be you know editing this show so uh we can't review any of this stuff but we will obviously just go through the results and talk about any any news that happened so in the opener i did see some of the pictures yes. so i'll, I'll try right. to you know piece you can together. you can like narrate it in your head you know um yeah. so you know, the opener was a uh, saki kashima beating hanan uh, she beat her with the revival. Uh, no, was it Hanan or was that? It was okay, Hanan. Okay. Um, so she beat Hanan and just over eight minutes with the revival. Saki debuted some new gear that I thought looked a lot like Saki Sama. Yep. Some of her gear with. Yeah, kind of. I could see. Uh, it's kind of like a stars meets Saki Sama thing though, because she has like the skirt, which is and it's kind of colorful at the end. So I mean, the skirt thing I would more so associate with uh with stars. God damn it. What? A wrestler denied the Holocaust. I don't know which one yet. Brian Kendrick. God damn it. <laughs> Did you not know this? Man. No. Oh, you poor thing. Um, well, I, I mean, allegedly, it was Brian Kendrick. But, uh, so, you know, apparently he's like a bit of a dope, all things considered. Which He is a strange guy. Yeah. yeah I could have guessed that. But, um... I listened to his like New Day podcast oh appearance, and he was just like the weirdest person. Like I was like, Doesn't what he think is he? The sun has something to do with lizards. Not his thing. He he is that kind of person. Yes. Jeez. Uh, but I didn't. But like when it comes to you know denying the Holocaust, it's a bit of a different. That's a you know, weird one. Animal. That is a strange one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But hey, listen, that is uh that is up to him to 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 research, I guess. Um. On to the next match, we had the stars team of Momokogo, Hazuki, Koguma, and Mayu Iwatani beating the Queen's Quest team of Lady C, Saika Matani, Utami Hayashishita, and Azumi. Uh, Koguma. I haven't even watched this match, and I think it might be my yes. match of the year. Uh, so Koguma pinned Lady C, but more importantly, Momokogo stood in the middle of the ring and said, Saya told me the secret and uh, was, was going to tell everybody the secret. She had like a it looked like a megaphone, megaphone. and Saya. Pres- she said, "Hey yo, hey yo, Hibiki, can you give me that? Can you give me that? Can you give me that gimmick over there?" It's very nice that, uh, like, I think it's just really wholesome that Saya Kamatani thought she was going to get fired for the Takumi yeah. thing, uh, where she blabbed the secret, and instead Stardom was like, "It was funny. Let's it's just also give it a storyline." It's and, it's, uh, it's good this really time because. At first, it looked like, oh, they're going to do this for every single fucking thing that happens in stardom. Like, at that one, uh, like, business meeting, mm-hmm. she's like, I have something to tell y'all. Oh, and then yeah. everybody's like, please don't say it. You can't say it. Don't say it. Oh, no, she's yeah. going to say it. And it's like, eh, there's nothing to say. So. And it's like. Yeah, she didn't. She yeah, didn't no, even there was know no, the There was nothing to that. So I was like, damn, they're just going to, like, tease every month with this with this chick. But no, we're, we're good. I'm happy that this is. This is a fun little storyline. It's probably one of the best, like you know, uh, comedic storylines that Starm has done in a minute. So I'm I'm appreciating it. I don't know. Does it beat out uh, Kumaika? Okay, no, and it, I don't know if it beats out uh, Booby Spider either. 
That is fair. Stardom's kind of been killing it with, with comedy bullshit. I love it. It's, yeah. I mean, I said it on the a recent episode. I mean, you you know, people think stardom is uh, serious, but they had a kleptomaniac bear win the tag belts. They had a, a stoic powerhouse trained by Taka Mishinoku who dress up as a bear. And they have a boob spider and a toxic spider who uh, kind of had a weird sexual tension going on between them. Like, it is just... I love this promotion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of the boob spider and toxic spider, uh, they were in the next match when Unagi Sayaka and Mina Shirakawa beat Julia and Tekla. Uh, Mina pinned Tekla with the Glamorous Collection Mina, which is her roll-up finisher. And uh, after the match, Unagi and Mina challenged for the tag belts. So they are the next challengers. You okay there, Dylan? I'm just looking at Twitter. <laughs> I, because I, I don't want to talk about it. Twelve months in a row. Twelve months. I know everybody gets gets mad at me for for you know being upset that my favorites aren't getting pushed, but uh, if my favorite was was getting every every month at least one title match, I think that maybe I would feel a little bit bad for the Unagis of the world. Um, if if or or rather, um, the Azumis of the world who have gotten two. So you know, okay, I'm I'm getting I'm getting bitter. Never mind. You know, that's that's you know, it's it's not a good enough bit to. Uh, it's whatever. No, it's really not. And it's there's like eight belts. If your favorite isn't challenging for them, they're just not that good, and you need to accept this. Um, yeah, the you're an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, that little pop Scott. Scott will enjoy that. Um yeah, so the after the uh the challenge, FWC came out and uh Koguma did the bear pose with Micah and Unagi while Hazuki, as always, watched on like what the hell did I come back to? So Hazuki ain't rocking with bears. Does Suzuki betray uh, Koguma? She better not, or I will rain hellfire. I agree. But does that happen like within a within the year? Probably. I fucking hate that. I I don't think it will. Like maybe this might be like it might just be like a you know straight man and you know comedy guy like me and you are. Uh, I will never betray you. Don't worry. Um, or no, you would betray me. I hope you don't ever betray me. Um, but I don't know. I I worry sometimes because I'm tired of all of the good tag teams betraying each other. Yeah, that's that'll happen though. Um. Anyway, on to our main event, shall we? Mm. <laughs> this was uh, the, the Donna Del Mondo team of Mirai, Himeka, Micah, oh. and Suri. <laughs> oh, this isn't the main event. I'll show you. Yeah, so they beat Momotanabe, Fukigen Death, Rina, and Ruaka of Uedo Tai. Uh, Himeka pinned Rina with the JP coaster. Um, the match kind of got forgotten because afterwards, Prominence showed back up. And at first, they uh, Risa Sarah and Siri went at it, and Siri challenged Risa Sarah to a fight at Corican. And the uh, Stardom Twitter account just tweeted that on its own, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, we're gonna get Siri and Risa Sarah." Uh, it was changed to a tag match. It's uh, <laughs> Siri and Tekla versus um, Risa and Akane Fujita, I think. Mm. Which is obviously it's it's a good match. Akane Fujita is like. 
really cool. She's very dry, but she just like stiffs people. And uh, obviously, Risa Sarah is pretty beast. So that'll be a cool match. Uh, while this all was going on, Suzu Suzuki got the mic and was like, "Where the? Where's Julia? Julia, get your <laughs> ass out here!" So Julia comes out to the ring, and Risa was like, "Suzu, just like calm down. You can't kill her yet. Chill out." It, it'll be okay, right? So Sarah is kind of calming Suzu down. Suzu wants to commit crimes on Julia, um, but for now, main focus is Teclan Siri versus Ukane Fujita and Risa Sarah, which is uh, which was set for the next Korokan. That'll be fun. That'll, that will be fun. You, you, yes. Yeah, that was the mouthful, I imagine. It was. <laughs> um, yeah, that will definitely be fun. I wonder how we start things off. Like, who wins? Who who wins the first couple matches? Uh, it should be prominence. It should be. Like, Risa Sarah shouldn't really beat Takla. Like, that should be the, the obvious choice there. Yeah. Yeah, she should. Double probably. knees to the to the chest or whatever. I think In Risa fact, Sarah Risa Sarah like... should uh, challenge her for the SWA oh, belt. Dude. Do you think they'll uh, they'll pay off doubt, the uh, I... the oh, the Akane Fujita beat Tekla at Oda Ward for the two belts? Do you think they pay that maybe, off here? The Fantastice belts comes over to to start them. <laughs> that'd be funny. That would that'd be fun. If yeah. if like if she beat her again, was like, hey, you got a belt, I'm gonna take it again. Like mm-hmm. that'd be cool. We'd have triple champ Tekla. True. True. Mm. I doubt that, though. I don't think Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, basically the canon here is that Suzu wants to maul Julia, and I think that's great. Uh, and Julia's Risa... not gotten to, like, at no. all. She's like, damn, that's crazy, bro. <laughs> also, it's funny, because Risa Sarah is the calm one, even though she was the one that had a knife during the yeah. backstage brawl. <laughs> she had a knife, and she's the, the calm one. Oh, yeah. man, I love this feud so much. Prominence is it's so gonna cool. It's going to be great. Um, that was that was kind of that again. Afterwards, in the post batch comments, um, again, prominence kind of doubled down on we're gonna play by Stardom's rules. There was specifically a question. It was like, uh, you guys are calling yourselves a hardcore deathmatch unit. Are you gonna do a hardcore match while you're here in Stardom? And Risa Sarah said no. Like people have been asking that, and yes, we do death matches, and that's what we want to do. But we're in a Stardom ring, and we're gonna win by their rules. So again doubling down on the fact that there will be no hardcore matches. Or at least that's not the plan. I hope, like, Julia, like, like asks for one. Like, I think that would be cool. If, like, because like, I, I think that, like, obviously I doubt that they do it because they, just the way that they're presenting it. But if Julia was, like, like, begged them for it, like, she's got so annoyed that she was like, you know what, I'm gonna fight you and you are fucking, you know, like, just like all that. I think that would be cool and I think it would look good for Julia because it'd be like Julia's challenging these deathmatch wrestlers to a deathmatch. That's fucking badass. Because um, I get that it's like, oh, if you, like, it would look kind of lame if um, Prominence just showed up and was like, yeah, we can beat you, but as long as we have, like, all of these weapons, like, you know, just like, as long as that's always the case, then uh, we could beat you. But mm-hmm. I like that they're like, oh, we're going to beat you doing your own shit. And then if somebody challenged them, that was like, yo, I'll beat you doing your shit too. And then it's like, like that would be cool. I don't know why I made that voice. It just happens. But yeah. Like that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, Julia will do deathmatch. I. Uh, I don't think Stardom wants that kind of image for their wrestlers. Yeah, but, but you uh, know, we'll have to wait and see. Should. Uh, onto the main event, though, we had a high-speed championship match between Starlight Kid and Natsupoi. This went to a thirty-minute time limit draw. Um, 
yeah. And I, that's the end of our review. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I imagine this is a, a fun match, but like, to me, we're going into overkill when your your mid card belt is getting thirty minute. When your mid card belt that used to have a rule all right, that all right, would never on, go over okay, ten minutes. No, listen, listen, listen. The high speed belt has always been kind of iffy. All right, especially in those JWP days. Uh, well, yes, but I'm not talking about JWP. I'm talking about I'm talking about the the Wonder Years, brother. I'm talking about back in the day when it was Mary Apache carrying that shit. <laughs> it was Azuki <laughs> carrying that shit. Less than ten minutes. That's what we do. Like yeah. even even like less than fifteen minutes. Fine. Why is any high speed match going more than fifteen minutes, let alone thirty? But the entire point before, is weirdly. to do it quickly. Like, I, I, I know, <laughs> and I thought it was stupid there too. Like yeah. this ain't a new thing. I think that's just a stupid thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, like I got in, like the thing. The funny thing is that like the never belt is similar, where it's like this match shouldn't go over twenty minutes. Like the entire point is that they murder each other for like twelve minutes and they finish it, you know, by the fifteen sixty minute point. That's the entire point of the belt. Um, this is even more so because it's the name of the belt. <laughs> the name yeah. of the belt is we're gonna do it fast, <laughs> and then they did it slow. <laughs> I, that doesn't really mean a lot to me now. I, I don't really take that into consideration with it. Obviously, I would like the high-speed belt to be like its own thing and to be different and to always be short matches, but that isn't how it's been presented. Uh, to me, the, the egregious thing is having a mid-carder and an upper to lower mid-card talent uh, go to a 30-minute draw for a mid-card belt. I think you're going... After one of them has been gone for a month, especially. Yeah, like it's it's a bit overkill at that point. Um to me but i mean that's that's just rossi and that's his influence because i mean ajw used to have uh ajw junior title <laughs> matches go to 20 minute time limit draws when with these rookies so i mean that's just his influence i guess but i i don't really love it i i, I wouldn't have my two mid carders go to a 30 minute draw um that's nothing against Starlight Kid or Natspo either i mean that's or kid is obviously like on the brink of that main event spot but they haven't fully put her there yet so until then, she is kind of upper upper mid card to you know just being in the mid card, and uh, yeah, I think it's a bit much to have them go to a thirty minute draw. Um, just book a winner. <laughs> like, is it that difficult to just have kid who you have really high hopes for and uh, has been really was run with the belt over the last like ten months or whatever? Can you not just have her hit the Wrath of the Black Tiger and, and pin Natsupoi? Would that be such a crime, you know? Yeah, because, like... Or just I do don't... a roll-up finish? Like it's, Yeah, you know? like, I don't get why it went 30 minutes. Like, I think that's another part of it. Because, like, Natsupoi isn't even, like... Okay, Azumi's, actually, like, I do understand. Rival. I do understand, actually, because they both challenged for belts after this. So I guess that's why you don't want to have them. They do? Oh, I didn't hear about that. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, Poi challenged Saya. So, Jeez. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, the, I, like they booked themselves into a corner with that. But I mean, in, in saying that, if it was me, I would just be like, well, you didn't have to to book it. You could have just put Fukigen in there and done it as a triple threat or something. Like it would have been been fine. But alas, this is what they did. They did the draw. Uh, I don't get it. I would have just booked the winner. Or I would have changed the match to where I could book a winner. That isn't how they approached it. Uh, after the match, there was a lot happening. So first of all, Saya Kamatani came out, I think, and 
got up in Natsupoi's face and was like, hmm, a mystery person. And then was like, no. <laughs> so uh, I guess the mystery person Wait, resembles is... Natsupoi? Or they maybe like... maybe maybe Natsupoi wears the mystery person's gear? That's what some people thought took it to mean. But I don't like that isn't what they said. That wasn't what was uh, explicitly said by Saya. It was I took it more as, hey, you look kind of similar to the to the mystery person. And uh Natsupoi and Kairi do not look alike all that much. Well then clearly it's Tony Storm. Like what what the fuck are you saying then? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um so that was the first thing. And then as Sayo was walking off, Poi was like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, I want a challenge for your belt. And that was that. They did that. And uh, Azumi showed up. And Azumi challenged Starlight Kid for the high-speed belt. And I th- think that was made official for... No, it wasn't. Hasn't been made official Which yet. All right. also doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't. But listen, bear with me. After that, Starlight Kid closed the show by challenging for the artist titles officially. So Young OED is challenging at the next Corkin. So that next Corkin show has the uh, DDM prominence tag, and it now has the uh, the artist title match with uh, Young OED versus Mahimipoi. So Stardom did a 30-minute time limit draw, and then we're like, here's three match announcements. <laughs> they just move a mile a minute sometimes, don't they? Um, yeah. And so you have Poi challenging Saya Kamatani, which is great. I think that's going to be a great match. Uh, I, I would like them to maybe not have them repeat the same challengers because Poi and Unagi challenged Tam as well. And they're challenging Yeah, Saya. I can't wait for, for Mayu to challenge her um, in, a, in a couple of Unironically, though, like. That, my, that my would be fun, Saya. but like. Hell yeah. Like. I know. It's making me real. You, you know. Yeah, I don't have to. Yeah. Pontificate, but it's just yeah, I agree. It's like okay, so can we have like a like I thought that when Tam lost the belt, I was like okay, this means fresh things, and it's like no, it's just Saya is now Tam with like more athleticism, and I'm just like that's cool, I guess. I uh, don't know how Saya is Tam. <laughs> they could not be more different. No, I I mean like in the in the like uh because she's defending against the same people. She's defending against the same people, oh, yeah, and like kind of in a similar manner, where it's like it's it's kind of like uh, manufactured like heat that never really existed until the second that the match was announced. Yeah, that's type true. of thing. You know, like I get like and like Unagi makes more sense than Natsupoi does. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where it's like Unagi and Saya have had some history. I don't really like their matches, like we said earlier, but I get it. Um, with Natsupoi. I there's like have like ha, have they wrestled one on one before? Uh, I don't think so. Like, what? Like, well, like it's a fresh match, and I'll give them that. You know, I mean, yeah, and no, it'll be yeah, good. Give, yeah, but I definitely yeah. would like to see some uh, new names in the. No, I'm not one to complain. Belt. I'm not one to complain, <laughs> but. <laughs> Maybe, like, you know, give Jumbo a single title match that she's been asking for the, for the past seven months, maybe. I don't know. Maybe well, you see, if, if she's winning Cinderella, you probably don't have her do anything until then. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a mighty assumption that she's winning Cinderella. Who I'm else wins Cinderella? That. Unagi. Mm. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I pray to God not, but... Unagi in Siri again? 
I'll be game. <laughs> just, I can't. Uh, I can't see. I literally, them, I, I literally looked. Up, I, I literally, yeah, I literally like looked around. Like, who the fuck asked him for that? Like, who, who, who is asking? <laughs> Why did he say that? Like, yeah. like. <laughs> All right. Um, oh man, we can move on. Yeah, Cyan Poi is gonna be good, even though my first thought was, it'll be good. Oh, it'll be we're good. repeating challengers. Cool. Um, but hey, look, it is what it is. Um, it's not like a way to tie is completely devoid of people who have challenged for a title. Um, also, and I know that Micah always challenges all the time. She just pinned Saya like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's probably the Sumo Hall thing, yeah. though. Like, they're probably... And I, I feel like I've, I've... I think Kyrie's the Sumo Hall thing. Maybe. Well, you probably want to hold off anyway on Micah and Saya, because that's like a big, big match, you know? Yeah, it's a, that's a gold gen match. Yeah. You don't want to do that for nothing. Um yeah that is um, moving on that is that show uh there's one show this weekend it's in the sendai pit um the oh. show is I, I don't know if it's sold out they said it was sold out but then there are still tickets there that you can buy on the day so i guess it didn't sell out um guess what though there is no card up for this show <laughs> uh yeah that's it's, it's that's four days we away. could have done this tomorrow we could have recorded this tomorrow <laughs> But luckily we didn't did because really, now I don't yeah. have to watch any of those did, matches. Did you really want to watch the Tam or the the Poi and? I oh. will go back and watch hmm. that. Okay, interesting. I will, and I will. Yeah. All right. Maybe I don't know. I always say that I'll watch a match and I never yeah. do. So well, you have we'll nothing see. else to do now. You're living like a normal I, life. Yeah. With. I gotta add it to the to the fucking the sheet. The match guy. Yeah, the spreadsheet. To the sheet, brother. Oh, yeah. I added Shane McMahon versus X Pac last night. It was terrible. Yeah. Like I, I love both of those guys. It was absolutely atrocious. Like Triple H came in and made it worse. Shane McMahon is the worst best wrestler in the world. You know what? I, I, I could agree with that. As long as you add the best in there, because he, he, he do be there too. Yeah, of course. Uh, but uh, you, you ever see him bleeding out of his mouth after he took an elbow drop? Shit was awesome. I, I cannot say I have no. It was a crazy spot. Like it was, it was in a fucking Hell in a Cell match. I think it was DX versus the McMahon's. I love that match. That was like my favorite match growing up. Besides point, there is no card. We apologize. Yeah, I assume it's because of the whatever is going on with the three Cosmic Angels. Um, that And they also probably yeah. don't give a shit about Sendai because it's the Sendai pit. And uh, you can probably you probably only sell like 100 tickets or so. So, you know. Yeah, all my homies hate Sendai. Not Sunday Girls. Sunday Girls is good. Sunday Girls is beast. They've started to upload to YouTube again, yeah. and there's like some real killer matches there. They put up uh, Asuka versus oh, Mika Iwata there. Um, they'll have, I think, Saki Akai versus Mika Iwata soon, and Dash versus Asuka. So, I mean, that's pretty chill. <laughs> oh, man. What happened? Oh, what man. What did you do? Oh, man. It, no, it's it's uh, uh it's the subtitle of Suzuki crying and saying, "Do you have any clue how much suffering, how much I suffer because of you?" And then it's Julia saying, "Ratio." <laughs> oh, that's Amazing. I'm retweeting that. All right. Um. That. Anyway, with that, we should close out the show. Um. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week to uh, review the Sendai show. Um. We'll also be previewing. Uh. There's a couple of shows the week after that. There's a this one TKP Garden City. There is a Cork and Hall. Oh no, that's the wrong week. <laughs> um, they're in Osaka, Edion Arena number two, and the KBS Hall the week after. So hey, KBS Hall, huh? Ooh. So uh, we'll be... the pretty one. Yes, yes, the pretty one. Let's go. So 
It's been a minute. We'll be back next week to review that uh, Sendai show and preview the Osaka show and the uh, the KBS Hall show, which is the lovely venue with the stained glass window in the background, which is pretty beast. And uh, yeah, with that, that is our show. I suppose we should we should close the show. Definitely. Yeah. So if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 